This programme was produced at and first aired on NPR, Manawatu People's Radio, with support from New Zealand On Air. Kapai Irarangi Tomotu, NPR. If you're a fan of NPR, listening to our podcasts and live stream has never been easier. Just search for accessmedia.nz on the App Store or Google Play and download the app with the Kiwi Fruit logo. Once you've got it, pick Manawatu People's Radio from the list of stations and go find your new favourite show. Welcome to Manawatu Conversations, recollections of the past and sometimes opinions about the future. Today we have with us Helen Chong, Barbara Arnold, Audrey Jarvis. And I'm Stuart Burks. Now, in the, the, the last slot, we were talking about uh, the National Council of Women, but uh, all of you have been involved in the local group and there's various things that you have achieved or been involved in trying to achieve here. Why don't you talk about Cotton On first, Audrey? Well, <laughs> Cotton On, I haven't got the picture here, but um, several people commented to me, it was the time when I was present at the local group, um, about the some of the T-shirts that were being sold at Cotton On, which had, was for small children, and they had hardly suggestive slogans on them, which we were not happy with. They were anti oh. Women, as far as oh, women you were behind that, yeah, okay. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I was so, um, three or four people joined me, and we went into the shop and we bought some of these t shirts that we weren't happy with, and then we mm. stood outside with a pair of scissors each and cut them up. Mm-hmm. Um, and about the time the you told the press first, did you? Yes, we told the press first. <laughs> so by the time the um, the person who was a manager, I suppose, of the um, downtown blast came along and asked us if we would please not do that. We didn't mind because we had told them men were too standard. Yeah. And we had some very nice pictures on the front page of women cutting so, And this is because you already had a good relationship with the paper, so they were keen to... We did. Richard Mays was always extremely helpful. Okay. And the little extra thing for me was that the following weekend, I was outside um, the supermarket selling um, calendars Mm. for the Methodist Social Services Mm. and that was fine and a woman bought one and walked away and turned around and came back and said just a minute you're the woman who was cutting up those t-shirts and I said yes and I wondered what was coming (laughs) next and she said good on you I wouldn't let my children wear them (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I think I was, they were withdrawn, weren't yeah. they? And they were withdrawn. Yeah. I think some of them may have crept back later, but they were well, withdrawn. Well, I, I recall, as, as a father of three daughters, I'd fully yeah. support that. <laughs> well, <laughs> yes. So, so who was it? Was it a big crowd there doing that? No, there were about five of us, five. I think. And were you sort of grandmothers, mothers? Was it sort yeah. of elderly, middle-class, we respectable women cutting we up T-shirts? In the street? <laughs> yes. was, was it an extreme thing for you to do? Did you think, heck, what will our it family was a, say? A little bit, but no, it didn't bother me too yeah. much. Was, you, you didn't I think your children would be embarrassed on the front no, page I of the paper? They were. Yeah. If they were, it didn't come out. <laughs> OK, yeah. But anyway, okay. no, I and thought we were doing something well. worthwhile and yeah. I thought it was Fair making enough. us visible too. Yes, abs- absolutely. So, And the general response of the public 
Do you know? I've got a, quite a good response, yes. Hmm. And they yeah. did um, stop, take them off the shelves. Hmm. Um, now, as I say, I have a feeling that in later times some of them came back, yeah. but they did. Yeah, it's um, creeping back, those sorts that. of things. You yeah. Can, yeah. Mm. Your turn. Yeah. A couple okay. of things. The, um, the new courthouse, which is now the old courthouse in Main Street, um, had been built and NCW suddenly realised that there was no way that people with disabilities could get mm. into the courthouse. Mm. So a letter was written and a ramp was put in. It wasn't a very good ramp, but at least mm. we did something. We got the ramp in so people could actually get into the courthouse. And an, another one that went from 57 to 59, it might sound a bit um, strange, but trying to get the waiting room for the buses for rural passengers to stay open until the last bus left. And right through there are notes that, yes, the manager has said it will be open, but we went down and checked and no, the bus drivers had locked it before the last bus left. And finally, that started in 1957, and finally in 1959, um, they did keep it open. And one of the reasons was the same reason we're still hearing today when we ask for toilets to be kept open at night for women, was vandalism. That the toilets will be vandalised if they're kept open at night. And so some issues haven't changed, but the concerns that, are still there. That seems very safe. If they keep them open, there'll be damage, so it's better to have them locked. So if there are people around, they don't... <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. And the yeah, idea of a waiting room. Strange. Yeah, so the idea women of a waiting can be room safe um, inside yeah. Or just out of the rain. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Yeah, that. So that was one of the finally yeah, not, one not, of the not things just that for we women there should be achieved. a place for anybody well, <laughs> yes but it was the women who yeah. agitated for it yeah. I think the men must have been a bit more stoic because men could just walk outside yeah. and find mm. a spot. Oh, no, yeah. the, the toilets. But uh, when you say waiting room, waiting you don't room. actually mean no. waiting room. Well, wait, well, a waiting room with toilets, but ah, yeah. certainly okay. a waiting room uh, yeah. where you could go you, in and You need some, the some sheltered you do space. Need that. Yes. I mean, now they put those bus shelters up mm. that you can sit and be sheltered, but yes. at that stage there was, there was no nothing. plastic yeah. to do that with, I think. And another one, when they developed Massey University from Massey College... Our branch mm. president was part of that committee to mm. help establish that. So we've had quite a lot of diverse things. There are more, but I mm. think, you know, we've talked about Awapuni Hospital in a lot of cases. And still now, when it comes to the, the civic awards, the president mm. of National Council of Women is part of the panel that mm. chooses the civic award um, and the community award, the Trust Power mm. Award. Mm. We've also mm. on the panel for that. Yeah. I just want to add a wee bit of yeah. following up on the cotton, cotton on. Yeah. Um, that was the year we had the International Council of Women General Assembly in Johannesburg, which I went mm. as national vice president, and Elizabeth Bang from Hamilton was the president. And she presented about this guerrilla activity outside cotton on, and all these international delegates popped their heads up and listened very carefully, and there were long conversations afterwards about this action to make a change. <laughs> what, say, saying it was good, or oh, are yeah. we not sure that... Oh, oh yeah, okay. can we do this? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Nobody ever told me that at the time. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. 
So, so why, uh, given that it's, it's an umbrella body for all these different groups, and the groups might have quite different positions, was there ever any conflict or, or groups no, storming out and um, disowning you? Or? Yep. Yes, we've had that. Yeah. yeah, It's usually around women's health that we get that sort of, because there are some fairly strong and diverse views and they don't always agree, and they don't always mm. agree to disagree, and they want to. So we have had that, but we mm. work our way around that. Yeah. The majority but, of our members think, but these other members mm. think yeah. uh, there are ways but, of dealing with that. But. Yeah. And I sometimes had views on some of the things to do with women's health because I was mm. on the, or chaired the Manawatu Wanganui Ethics Committee, mm. and I was also on the Ethics Committee for assisted human reproduction, and that raises mm. some difficult questions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we discussed things. Um, I don't know that anybody... Well, no, we have one person who was particularly anti-anything to do with abortion, mm. and yeah. um, I'm thinking of Janice. So, um, yeah, there mm. were sometimes um, disagreements, but yeah. we were disagreements that were discussable. There were nobody... Yeah. I don't remember anybody yeah. walking out. Well, maybe some yeah. people did. I think locally we all respected each other's views. Yes. So yeah. if somebody stood up and made a statement, an impassioned statement about something, taking one side, even if people didn't agree, they mm. wouldn't confront and have a, a stand-up argument. They would yeah. listen courteously and it would be noted in the minutes. Yeah. Yeah. So, so was it essentially a, a white middle-class organisation? Not always. When I, when I joined, we had uh, representatives of the Maori Women's Welfare League mm. and we've also had, over the years, representatives of the, the Muslim women and uh, the ethnic council, the ethnic, yeah. ethnic council, yes. and we've had okay. um, yeah, multi multicultural, yeah. And we've also nationally, um, the national president, what two ago, was of Indian descent. So there's never okay. Been so a ethnically, there's a, there's yeah. a big mix. But yeah. what about level of education or uh, social position? I think that that varies too. It varies in patches, I think. Um, in bigger centres like mm. Wellington, Auckland, the membership of NCW is much more varied than it is in smaller mm. centres. Yeah. Smaller centres are much more homogeneous. Yeah. So it's just so a nature that re- reflects the population. In our population mm. in Palmerston North, because of the refugee resettlement that goes mm. on, we yeah. have a diverse population. Yeah. and we have tried to get that reflected in our membership and in the mm. responses that we give. We don't always succeed, but yep. but we still keep trying. Mm. Okay. Now, now, Audrey, you showed me a, a clipping yeah. about women and voting. Yes, that was because we were, um, again, because we were always aware of our link with the suffrage movement. And I did um, suggest to the... Um, it was actually Rachel Moore at that time on the Manimatu Standard, and I gave her some names. Um, how, how far <coughs> back is this? Hmm? About what time <coughs> is this? When, when was when this? Was Ten this? years ago? Five years? Um, yeah, I think it was about the 211. Uh, okay. We've done something at several different election okay. times. But... Um, so she interviewed these people 
So, so these people, so some refugee women? They were refugee women who had come and settled in New Zealand. Mm. Um, one, was, one was quite new and the other two were, had been here longer, I think. Mm. And um, we, she talked to them about things like, what's it like being able to vote? Is this the first time you've been able to vote? Mm. And so on. And I remember the story one woman told of how when she went to vote in her country, women legally were allowed mm. to vote. But when she stood in the queue to go and vote, her um, would be her father and her two brothers mm. um, came and took her out of the queue yeah. and took her home and said, your husband yeah. will vote, you okay. don't need to vote. Yeah. What country was that, do you recall? Um, I do know. Um, actually, I may, I'll have it on here. I showed you. One was Afghanistan. Two Afghanistan. And this one was... Um, oh. Sorry. So, no, that's all right. Yeah, so, yeah, so, so, but it was a woman from Afghanistan who gave that story, was it? Yes. Oh, okay. Was okay. Mm. So, yeah. um, so, so there was newspaper story... And do you feel there was any result from that? Any? Well, there was a public meeting too, where they, where a lot of the women spoke. Yes. And, and then mm. either at that one or another one, we had um, a four, a a three sheets that people could fill out saying, "I value my vote because." That's and we did a, a a summary of those and sent that off to national office. Okay. And in yes. those days, though, we used to. Quite often, several times, we held meetings about voting and about mm. encouraging people to vote, and we would hold meetings with candidates yes, um, speaking, yeah. but we did it at the city council, and then the city council at the um, public library, and then it was decided that it was a political thing and the public yes. library couldn't host it, which seemed mm. wrong to us because we have never been party mm. political. Yes. And when we have held um, a speakers have held an opportunity for speakers to speak who were going to um, standing for election, um, we've asked everybody, or we've given yes. everybody the opportunity. We have never only asked the people from a particular. Yes. Um, well, for the national, for the local body elections, mm. we've only invited women. Um, because there are so many standing and this way um, the women get a chance to, to speak and to be heard but um, for the well, for the mayoral election and for the national you know, government elections mm. everybody has been invited yep. and mm. uh, so it's been a meet the candidates so the only meet the women candidates are the, uh, the local oh, body so yeah. and that yeah. started in 62 yeah so. okay yeah. Now, on, on the voting issue, I know, uh, uh, in fact, someone else who uh, we've recorded some episodes with was Andy Asquith, who's very interested in local government politics. And, and his concern, or one of his concerns, was that so many young people weren't voting. So were, were you trying to target young women or women in general? Yes, we have tried to target young people. And I did something else to try and encourage young people because I had a book... Um, called Leading the Way, which is a more recent 
comparatively recent book, The Story of New Zealand. You had a book? You wrote a book? No, no, no. I, um, I talked about this book. And I, we decided we'd give a copy to the library of every school that had women mm. in mm. it. And in fact, they went to co-ed schools too. Mm. And one of the most positive reactions I got, I would take the book mm. and talk for about 10 minutes about it mm. and give it to the teacher who was mm. in charge of the library. And when I went to QEC, all the sixth formers and fifth formers were sitting on the floor and mm. I was talking and when I said, and in 1893, the um, women were got the vote in New Zealand, mm. and they all clapped spontaneously. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite interesting. Um, mm. So I, we did that, just hoping to encourage people to think that voting was important, okay. because so, I did yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Too. So this is about leading the way, yes. and it's a, was it about... It's women and the vote, or more no, generally? No, it's about no. New Zealand women leading the way because we were the first country in the world ah, okay. for women yeah. to get the mm-hmm. vote without any restrictions. But I took the opportunity also of talking about the importance mm. of this, and since people worked so hard to get the vote, mm. then it's important that as, you, as soon as you are old enough, you mm. are enrolled and you do your turn at voting. Yeah. So, so do you look at why people aren't voting or why young women aren't voting? We did, we did have somebody who was considering becoming a delegate to NCW and the reason that she didn't represent her organisation was that she didn't believe that people should vote and I sort of was taken aback <laughs> and sort of said, oh, and, and left it at that because um, I think that it's something that is so important but a lot hmm. of people don't realise that. Although last year we had a meeting with, and it included the people from the Electoral Commission speaking. Yes. And at the end of that, two or three young people attending actually enrolled. Yeah. I thought that was a real. Yes, and it was a plus. small meeting because it was. It turned out it was in during the lockdown. Mm. I mean, yeah. when we planned it, we mm. hadn't mm. known there would be a lockdown at that yeah. stage. But um, but there still were people yeah. from other countries who came. Okay. Yes, yeah. so, so, so how do you think young people or young women view the National Council of Women? I think there are more than one way of looking at it. There are young people have more mm-hmm. than one way of looking mm-hmm. at it. Um, there are young women who, like us, see it as an opportunity to make a difference, mm-hmm. to make sure that they're getting their viewpoint put forward and heard so there's that group of people and then there's a, a lot of people who think that all these organisations and, and NCW is not alone in this young people tend not to join organisations they see mm. them as irrelevant mm. not fit for purpose whatever expression they choose to use and lots of organisations are struggling to get members if you look at most organisations, their committees that run them are made up of retired people. That's partly, I think, isn't it? If you've it's got just a whole voluntary thing, when you've yes. got mm. uh, adults working yeah. and so on, then yes. they don't have time to do the yes. voluntary and community yes. stuff. That's yeah. right. And, yeah. and lots of organisations have this problem, and mm. when people retire, 
then they've got time to put in to doing voluntary mm. work. So that's how it happens. So mm. some people, some there are lots of women who think that organisations are irrelevant, but there are other ones who come to it, as I said, as young people because mm. they want their voices to be heard. Yeah. And there are other ones who join later on because yeah. they've moved through those more difficult phases where all you can think about is where's, when's the next meal due and who needs to be at school when and all that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. Does that mean there's a there's a focus more on problems for older women, given the majority of retired retirement age? No, for example, one of the things we supported was the, um, what's it called, day... Um, Daycare? The 30 no, hours free no, daycare? The um, providing amen- providing facilities for people and young women who've got their periods. Oh yes, yes. Oh, yeah, all all the the um, the fact that women young women often can't afford to buy oh, the sanitary period poverty, products they need. Period yes. poverty and See, I knew the term yeah. and you didn't. Yes. Yes. <laughs> we were approached as NCW when I yes. was president by Massey University Students Association mm-hmm. okay. and asked to support them. Um, yep. And as it turned out, they didn't need our support when they when they went to the vice chancellor, to the the appropriate people. They got the support without us, but we have mm. supported days for yes, girls and various right, other things. Yeah. Yes, and put in submissions about the student loan scheme and mm. 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 the so implications we, for yeah. the young people of mm. those schemes. Yeah. Yeah. So we have yeah. supported the needs of young people, even though the young people aren't always... Mm. The young people are our children and grandchildren. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're, yes. we're aware of their concerns. Right. And we uh, are in a position, yeah. possibly because we have the time, yeah. to make the difference for yeah. them. Yeah. And, and, you, and you've got the experience. And uh, I think, I think it's, it's sad that one thing that we've lost to some extent is the cross-generational contract that there used to be you know yes. you do a lot to assist young people and then they support older people mm-hmm. so uh, so where do you see the national council of women in the future we've been around a long time yes i'm not saying where we go i'm saying what what what, what is there any idea what sort of issues might be the main focus or are the major concerns coming up now there's still a lot of work to do around gender and problems for women, young women, old women. There are lots of things still to do. So we're not going away. Mm-hmm. I guess we support White Ribbon Day. We support right White Ribbon Day. Lots of things that still need an, yeah. where we can put in a bit of extra push. And there was discussion at some of the one meetings I went to, which were on Zoom, um, about whether people should revert, go to um, meetings all being online and yeah. some people supported that um, I've, I've felt that it's important to be flexible that yes. they can have some meetings online but there's not a substitute for face to face meetings yeah. Well the other Very issue nice. with that that we, we've talked about at branches is the disadvantaged rural, rural women mm-hmm. yeah. who often can't access easily um, <coughs> internet so if they're trying to hold a zoom meeting they can't mm-hmm. and so the idea mm-hmm. that everybody has access to the internet is not correct no. and um, yes the libraries provide it but they're not open in the evenings when people want to attend a zoom meeting so it becomes it is an issue and i think mm-hmm. that's 
one of our concerns as well is the access of, um, I suppose, technology for all people, and especially women and their children. Yeah, might be hard to attend a Zoom meeting in the library as well. Well, you put your earphones on and you talk quietly, Ah, and you can you can do that. It's possible, but. Mm. So, no, there's plenty yeah. still to be done. Yeah. <laughs> and the National okay. Council of Women is there to do it. Yeah. Now, and, and also in terms of, of means, you talked a little bit about it, but your main approach would be have a group that gets informed and does lobbying or, or advocacy, advocacy, do research and submit. Yeah. Okay, do it, make submissions. Do you have the, the ear of, of ministers and politicians? We have had that in the past, certainly, and it's something that they're working on developing back again. We've had very strong links in the past with what was then the Ministry of Women's Affairs, it's now yeah. the Ministry for Women. We're mm. very strong um, co-working on some projects oh. at that point. Yeah. So uh, why you said uh, there was, but not now? Um, uh. The focus shifted in both organisations and, and the focus of government as a whole doesn't yeah. seem to be quite as inclusive of talking to women as it used to be. In some ways it feels... Well, even with the, the Labour and Jacinda Ardern government? Well, I think they've got... It, it's not. This is not a good time to compare that, Stuart, because I yeah. think they're so caught up in oh, COVIDs and, and pandemics some, ah, and okay. managing all that that they, they haven't pro- probably got enough brain space to think about much else. Okay, yeah. But, but I've found the city council are oh, yeah. open mm. yes, to very discussing much. things with us. Mm. Mm. Um, very supportive. Mm. And um, I was at something recently and spoke Oh, it was the stitches and suffrage and stitches to Manawa, I think, and went to speak to the mayor. And I was going to say who I was, and he said, "Of course, I know who you are. You're a national council of yeah. women." Yeah. So suffrage in stitches that embroidery about yes, that yeah. ah, okay yes, yes. Mm. very good but yeah. you know we do get a good reception yeah, that's right yeah. so there's yeah. a part there's a still a place for branch activity we yeah. work on a local scale mm. so how large is the local branch how many members not as large as we'd like it to be. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, I think way. COVID, COVID has affected yeah. yes. people's willingness to go out and be in groups um, because, what, five years ago we had over 30 members okay. and now we might have 12. Mm. Um, and that mm. a lot of that is COVID. People just yeah. aren't going out. Yeah. 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 And uh, ageing, well, as you said, ma- mm. mainly retired? Well, Not entirely, oh, but major, yeah. mainly. Mostly. But, yes. but yeah. we have people in their twenties and thirties yeah. as well. Yes. Mm. Yeah. But they're people who've gone through the different organisations, and as an umbrella group, probably. Often they're individual members when they're young, mm. because yeah. they haven't found an organisation. Mm. Took me a long time to find an organisation that I could tap for a membership. PPTA. PPTA. Yes, that's because I belong to organisations that where it wasn't relevant. But anyway. Thank you for listening to Manawatu Conversations. This and other recent programs can also be found on the Manawatu People's Radio website and a range of programs is also available on the Manawatu Heritage website of the Palmerston North City Archive. The address for that is manawatuheritage.pncc.govt.nz Support this show and others like it by giving a donation. 
For more information, go to www.mpr.nz forward slash donate.